0: from noble robot on east hennepin avenue in doggone minneapolis this is nice games club the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development i'm ellen
1: burns johnson and i make nice games i'm steve mcgregor and i make nice games
0: and i'm martha croy i too
1: make nice games
0: this week we're back to the drawing board for another nice thinking Where one of your one of your nice hosts or a nice guest brings in an idea to the clubhouse to workshop on air and so if everyone's ready let's start a plus. Yeah, good enough is what I'm going to call that one. <laughs> I, I, I'll give it an A plus. Cool. <laughs> I, I mean, A plus. <laughs> wow, really? I'm getting graded on a curve this week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's only, I think I think the only thing that counts for the grade at this point is how close it gets to the end of the music. Right.
0: That's the one and only metric.
1: And you had a nice vamp there yeah. or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Well, speaking of nice vamps, um, which is really what these episodes are all about. Yeah. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah. Yes. We aren't going to talk about some of the big news that we have.
0: We have big news. We do. Oh dang, we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to say it?
2: Um, um, uh, i do it. I guess because I said um too many times. Glom got signed, y'all. Woo! Making money.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, baby, that. But <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we 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 got somebody. Um, thank you, Peter Yang. Uh. So, he put so much effort into the, in the finding of someone who would publish this game, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh,
0: for people who are like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, there's an episode where we had Peter on yes. to talk about pitching GLOM to publishers. Right, right, right. And uh, we'll put that in the show notes, and you can kind of get the backstory if you don't know it already. But the now story is that, yeah, we signed the contract. Woo-hoo. The game is, is being published. It'll be out next year sometime.
1: Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We did that. <laughs> we did. Yeah. And Peter did that. Yeah.
0: Peter mostly did that. And Peter did that. <laughs> we, we, we provide the raw material for right. Peter yeah. to do that.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Wow, But it's good. It's a company called Indie Boards and Cards. Um you may know them from games like Coup and Resistance and uh it was it Flashpoint? That uh, yeah. co-op. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um and uh they're a great bunch of folks. We yeah. we had some chats with them and um it's a pretty standard first-time card game contract nothing special yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't do a lot of negotiating because there really wasn't much to the, the deal they sent up was pretty good and standard for this yeah, kind of thing um we had a lot of advice from Peter on how to interpret that because we're video game people mm-hmm. so it was a little bit harder for us to get up to speed with yeah, board game stuff um but uh, I'm pretty happy and it'll be out it'll be on store shelves yeah in 2023 my that's... name's
2: gonna be on this one yeah that's a that's Dude. a shot to you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> won't bring that up. I think, what is it was like <laughs> half the games you've published don't have your name on them. Like <laughs> uh Vengeance has my name. No, okay. it
2: doesn't. We don't have a credit <laughs> section. Uh, okay, new Play yourself there. Yeah, I did. That's
1: okay. Your know it is is well, you- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep.
0: Well, no, f- we we um a, a thing with board games is mm. very is you uh, creator names, it's pretty standard. Mm. Like mm. um uh developers in board games when they get published Two things happen. One is you lose complete control of your game, which is very weird. Um, the, the publisher then does the work to c- finish creating it, which is yeah. so weird if you have used to uh, the video game developer. Right, yeah. But it has its own benefits, right? Um, the, the, these publishers are essentially development houses, and they just suck up ideas from mm-hmm. people. And so you, be, you, you basically sell a prototype. It's a really interesting dynamic that's very different from how video games are sold uh, to publishers. Um but the other thing that happens is you always get your name on the box. Yeah. That's just a, that's a standard thing, which is sort of interesting and in then in video games that's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: Right. So we opted to have Nice Games Club on the on the on the box specifically and our names next to Nice Games
0: parenthesized. Club
2: parenthesized. Yes. <laughs> and the instructions. Yeah. Um so that will be cool.
0: Yeah, cuz this is a pretty simple game but it has four designers. Mm-hmm. Um and so we thought it would just make a lot more sense to say it's a game by Nice Games Club. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So
0: Nice Games Club is on the box. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like first of many, Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. You know, we kind of should have put Nice Games Club on on Widget satchel. You think so? It was a Nice Games Club game. I mean, it was. Yeah, that's true. Everybody it was it was staffed by Nice Games Club. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine now. Well,
2: we'll do that on the physical release. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe that's a future topic that I can talk about mm. because. Like, you know, my company is the uh, Noble Robot is, you know, it handles like the money for the show and it, and it is its own little developer publisher, but yeah. it's really just me. Mm-hmm. And so Widget Satchel was a Noble Robot game, but Glom is not a Noble Robot game. Right. In, in terms of branding. Yeah. And like, why? Like, why? do You know what I mean? It's like, why complicate things? Mm. But there's a lot of reasons why, I think. Um, and certainly Nice Games Club is its own entity and Noble Robot as my company is ba- basically it's. Like steward, it's not really, it's not really its parent company in terms of how we treat it. Um, but uh, it is. That's an interesting discussion because sometimes I think, like, why, why did I make everything so complicated? You know, and there like, well, reasons. it could have been simpler, but then it would have been wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally. <laughs> and uh, but you know, you you find yourselves in these sort of situations. I think a lot of people who are creative. Um, like sort of entrepreneurs, uh-huh. they'll come up with their like vanity company name, right? That's a pretty standard thing. Right. And, and other people, they they do all their work under their own name, and that's another way t- to go. Yeah. And I actually waffled back and forth on that for a long time for mm. my creative career. Um. And um. It, but you just la- there's no right answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um. But certainly now that you know, Noble Robot encompasses a place that like holds a lease on a property. It publishes games, develops games, mm. and also manages money for a podcast. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't, I don't really know what it is anymore. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. it is kind of strange. It's morphed something. Anyway, that is a time, a topic for another time. Right, right, right. Uh, Ellen,
1: we're not done with the news. No,
0: we're
1: not no. Oh, I, this is
0: bigger news. I, I would think. I,
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But it is more recent.
0: It's more long awaited. I should say <laughs> but it
1: is. I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> but it, it did happen like a couple days later. Yeah. yeah. I beat Metroid Dread, Ooh. finally. Oh, it's happening. Finally beat it. Yay. Well,
2: what what did you think? Your final verdict?
1: Um, I re- Well, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, I really liked the Emmys. I thought that was a really cool twist. And the rest of it felt very much like a Metroid game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's a good thing. I like adventure yeah. games. Um, I kind of wish there were there were more to it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But isn't that like that's a you get to the end of like a book series, the end of a game that you really liked, and you wish there were more of it. That's good.
0: Yeah. yeah. It means it was good. Uh, you you were telling us off mic that you kind of it it, it it didn't the ending wasn't as powerful for you as maybe you had hoped it would
1: be. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think that might just be because to me a lot of the game like the story beats really felt like the same <laughs> as uh-huh. Super Metroid and I have played the non out of Super Metroid Yeah. so the ending sequence aside from a certain number like a certain few details from the story weren't really that they didn't really surprise me yeah, <laughs> like yeah. oh look Samus has blown up another planet <laughs> um <laughs> Surprise. Yep. Surprise. <laughs> as someone who
0: doesn't didn't play a lot of Metroid games, well, just played a little bit of a couple of them, um, the story did kind of throw me for a loop because it felt, it was, it's like this is the final chapter or whatever. And yeah. it just didn't seem like that oh, exactly. Yeah. Like it, uh-huh. a lot of important things seem to happen. Yeah,
2: it practically sets up
1: a whole sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. And the ending where it's, you're kind of like you're overpowered as you escape. It I, I saw through that pretty quick mm-hmm. and that yeah. bummed me out. Mm-hmm. And it, it ended up sort of being a kind of a, uh, a, a bit of a, a bit of a soft landing for the game.
1: Oh, okay. that, you know, I think that really, the captures kind of my feelings around it is mm-hmm. like, I felt I, some of the parts of the game were pretty hard for me to get past. And, um, I really liked that difficulty in this game, in this, in this context. Yeah. And, uh, and so it just, I don't know. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel like an accomplishment as mm-hmm. much as I kind of hoped it would. have. Yeah. Um, well there is
0: yeah. um I don't know what it's it's like a hero mode or something or what it's a special oh, yeah. difficulty. yeah. Um you going to give that a shot? Maybe. Cuz that just got updated.
2: The one where you die in one hit? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> you to gonna, gonna, That seems really hard. That's yeah. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you know, they, it's I found going through the game cuz like the the normal enemies that are just wandering through the halls mm. are extremely easy to avoid. Oh yeah. And and so I feel like it's it's a it's an endurance test, mm. and so it's just the bosses you got to like do a lot of figuring out of, you know. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't think it would be that difficult if you if you've played a lot of the game. It is.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I guess they put it in for a reason. Yeah. They thought that it was challenge worthy of people's time. But, but yeah, that
0: interests yeah. me more than getting all the Shine Spark challenges. Like, yeah. That, exactly. I'm not interested in that challenge. So Who cares?
1: I'm if, not really sure which one I would like if I had to choose. Go through it on dread mode or whatever versus go through it on and and go get the rest of the shine spark challenges i honestly don't know i feel like i was getting close on some of the shine spark challenges but my strategy was like wake up have coffee (laughs) hit it hit it hard for 30 minutes Mm. get maybe a little bit Uh (laughs) farther, get like a couple more frames out of that spin (laughs) land stick that landing exactly the way it needed but totally bust the next one Mm -hmm. um and that might be the way to do it. So I think I'm I think I'm more likely to try to grind away on the save that I have and try to get it to 100% than I am to like go through it on dread mode, especially since my backlog of games is so ballooned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many more games to play. Yeah, a
2: lot of new ones came out.
0: There yeah. always is. Yeah.
1: yeah, always lots of new games coming out. And, ah, so.
2: But that's not the topic for today. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one. Well, Ellen has one that you're bringing to the table.
1: Yeah. So we're going to do another nice thinking today. Mm. And we've done a couple of these now. We did one. Three of them. Three. We each did one, I think. Did we each do one?
0: We each have one point in the nice thinking scoreboard. Yeah. So now you're winning which is a problem. And
2: well, we haven't hit
0: by the end Wait, of this episode. F- oh
1: yeah. <laughs> well, no one's keeping score except Stephen. E- <laughs> well, the only, for what it's worth, Stephen, the only one I remember offhand right now is sledgehammer bride. So,
0: <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Went out of fame. Yeah, It's more like we have, we each, uh, Ellen and I did a nice thingy episode and then you did a sledgehammer bride episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's how, that's Wait, how that means that I'm
1: mean. at zero. Oh uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. No,
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's how big a deal that episode was. To yeah. All of us, I thought. Yeah.
1: yeah since make its own category on the yeah. website. Every, <laughs> everything and anything and everything related to Sledgehammer Ride.
0: I thought we stopped talking about the meta. We're going to actually get into it, aren't we? Right.
1: We are going to get into yes. it, but we got distracted by Steven. <laughs> um, I, I tend to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about games you can play with your dog. Okay. And by games you can play with your dog, I want to make a game I can play with my dog. Yeah. Right. Um, well, both my dogs. I have two dogs. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> This is not just an excuse to talk about my dogs. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: but yeah, so I have two dogs and they're both very smart. Um, and I've taken them through different training classes and uh, will take them through more. But the thing is, is I like playing games and training your dog, even if they're, you're training your dog for like a doggy sport, is not a game for the human. Right. Right. Yeah, right. So you're training your dog for... Something. I'll, I'll give you an example. So one of, one of the things that I've taken um, one of my dogs through, Dante, he's a blue healer, Australian cattle dog. He's a herding dog. Mm-hmm. And they really like having jobs. Uh, so he will give himself a job if you don't give him a job around the house. Usually his job is follow you around to make sure you don't – you need something. He's there to watch you do it. <laughs> um, he guards the house from any, like, light motes that reflect off of your phone. Oh, nice. Um, nice. <laughs> and uh, – Make sure that your bed is warm before you go to sleep. Um, but I also took him to a class on tray ball, which is or is it triball, I'm not actually sure. I'm probably I'm gonna go with tray ball because that's I think how we pronounce it here in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like you get a bunch of Pilates balls in a field, and the dog like boops their snoot against the ball and herds <laughs> all the balls into like a little area. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's fun to do. It's fun for the dog. It's fun for the person. But like, it's not a game for the human, really. Like yeah. you're telling you you are as the human are trying to tell the dog what to do. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not a game for you in the sense of like we think of games as being playful. Yeah, right. yeah. it's it's fun, but it's not a game. Mm-hmm. So I would like to create a game that is playful both for the human and for the dog at the same time. Yeah. I see. I'm not sure how to do that. So that's why I'm bringing it to y'all.
2: Is it, Oh, I was going to say fetch, but that's not very fun.
1: Not for the human, no. It gets pretty monotonous. Yeah. Right. So, like, you think about it from the dog's perspective, and then there's like, there's randomness in there because you don't know where the human's going to chase it. And there's like a challenge to it because you want to chase the ball really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so fun to think about game design in terms of like a dog's brain because it's, <laughs> it's like they want the same things fundamentally, but they're just yeah. like, I don't know, they have different. They have different capabilities and different desires and different senses. So you have to think about the, the design of the experience a bit differently. Um, but for the human, it's dog brings ball back. You throw a ball. Dog brings ball back again. Right. And
0: never gets tired of it. You
1: throw a ball. And you continue that for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's not a good example of a game that you can play with your dog.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think there's yeah. the problem there is that your dog can't introduce challenges to human like it can't they can't knowingly do that right Mm -hmm. and any challenge that you um engineer for yourself may frustrate the dog you you, they need to sort of be kept away from that Mm -hmm. like they need to be like a, a part of the game they need to be part of like the ai of the game
1: Ooh, that's interesting oh, to think about rather
0: that. than being a a, a participant, uh, like a, a co-op experience, right? Yeah. Um, and so it can, because a dog will have fun running around grabbing things. Mm-hmm. So if you give, if you make them the enemy in your game, they will have a great deal of fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Yes.
0: But the thing I was thinking about as you were describing, like, um, the fetch that sort of not a challenger or, or doesn't really engage the human is like... Um, like the Westminster dog show kind of like obstacle course oh, sort yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah, where um, that's still the dog mostly doing it. And I, I don't exactly know how they're trained for these sorts of things. It's all very preposterous, but like the human, <laughs> I feel like the human is doing something. Yeah. Um, then there is some level of skill and challenge and community. I mean, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but I, <laughs> but I think that hits the, the beats that we're looking for. Right.
1: Well, let's think about, yeah, let's think about that because I think that there is something we can play with in that kind of activity, right? Like
0: getting the dog to do something.
1: Well, that's, to me that seems like a puzzle. Mm. It's like, if you think about it that way, if you kind of break down the structure of it, to me that's kind of like a puzzle. Yeah. So like, you've got a an agility course. That, that activity is called agility. Mm-hmm. And the, I haven't done agility much. It's probably, so I'll probably make, Pixel will do it at some point and she'll probably love it and it'll be great but like what i think you have to do in agility is you the human learn the sequence of the course of the like of the obstacle course which um tricks or puzzles or whatever obstacles <laughs> there's a word for it it's <laughs> obstacles um the dog has to go through it, and in which order and then you as the human have to indicate to uh, communicate to the dog which thing they're going next like where they're going next and make sure that you're positioned in a way um as you move through the course with your dog you are positioned in a way to get their attention and direct them to the next obstacle in the course Mm -hmm. in sequence um and so i think that's kind of the puzzle challenge right is like it's a it's a movement puzzle on your part yeah on the human's part and on the dog's part Mm -hmm. so i think that is a really i think there's something there i -hmm. think there's something we can, we can write that down on our notebook and come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um
0: So like sequencing, hmm. like if the th- just think about, I'm imagining we want to design something that you can just with minimal materials and a, and a, pu- a public park, mm-hmm. right. Um That we don't have to put those constraints on us, but I'm just imagining that's what we're thinking.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, I th- I'm not even sure if minimal materials are even I think when we think about minimal materials, I would say let's give ourselves the constraint of like no more materials than you would be able to fit into like a tabletop game. Yeah. Not like we're not talking about here we're like
0: gonna, a gloomhaven box though, right? Like you can get like a dozen frisbees.
1: Yeah, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Not but not like an agility course or you yeah, know yeah, you yeah, need yeah. fifteen Pilates balls. Right. You don't need to
0: build a seesaw.
1: <laughs> right. You don't need to build a seesaw. <laughs> you don't need a pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So that idea of like sequencing, like from an agility course uh, might be interesting. Yeah. Um, trying to communicate to you because that's also, but you you want this also to help train the dog. Right. And so, although I'm not sure how high on the, on your priority list that is, um, but imagine like, I mean, this is maybe the simplest version, but you can, you can dog stays put you throw out six Frisbees Mm -hmm. and then you get the dog to bring them back in an order like point them which way to go so the challenge for you because you need to spread them far and wide so that they understand what you're pointing at but also not so far that it will take longer because you got a stopwatch or something
2: so the challenge is how to communicate that to the dog
0: yeah I mean I'm not saying this is a great example but but it it sort of has all the parts I don't know if it will work or or be that engaging for the dog or the human but just sort of that would be the first thing I'd play test.
1: Yeah. We're just, we're figuring out what Legos we have on the table. Yeah. Right yeah. Right yeah, yeah. now in this part. Well, I,
2: I mean, it, I, I've been thinking about it with respect to communication too, because like, this is my issue with animals in general is I don't know how to communicate with them. Uh-huh. Um, and so,
0: you go like this, you go, oh, this is a good boy. That's, that's
2: all you have to, <laughs> to do. That's how other people do it. Beans. Yeah. See, I, I didn't know what toe means, yeah. meant <laughs> somebody brought it up to me this week and I was like, What the heck is a toe bean? I mean it's a cat thing, right? <laughs> yeah, my uh-huh.
1: maybe some small dogs. My dogs are big, so they're more like toe plum. <laughs> <laughs> toe grape. But that's gross. I, I think
2: the challenge here is like traditionally in in a co op or competitive or you know, when you're playing with another person, mm-hmm. there's some form of communication that has to happen between the two yeah. parties. Mm-hmm. Um and, and ultimately even in even with fetch, there is a form of communicate a form of communication that you're doing. You're communicating to the dog that you want them to you know get this object you're throwing mm-hmm. um and then the dog is communicating by running and getting it and bringing it back. Mm-hmm. There's an understanding, a mutual understanding so i i guess I'm not exactly sure where I'm going with this but the the, the aspect of communication i think is 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 has to be core to it. Yeah, that's
0: that's the challenge I'm I'm offering for the human, right? Yeah. Where you you got your dog at your side and you're throwing these frisbees and it's like stay, stay, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And maybe it's you you have them pick them up in the order you threw them, but I don't know how well dogs can remember that. Uh, but you know, if you know what I mean, like it really yeah. depends. I think you need someone like an, an animal behaviorist to like what is the limit of a dog because that can that's the challenge that you and the dog together will be taking on, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, that's interesting because I think in and it's the, the, I think we're on the right track because I think what we're doing right now is we're kind of parsing like what can the dog do and what can the dog not do and what part yeah. of like what part of the interaction is fun that we can like lean into and what part of it is just like the human doing stuff. I think in, in the example that we're outlining in your case, Mark, the mm-hmm. frisbee example, a lot of the thinking and communication is still on the part of the human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the human tosses the frisbees, the human indicates what order those should come back in and then the dog does it. So like, you could probably train a dog. I could probably pr- train one of my dogs to bring the Frisbees back in a certain order, especially if the Frisbees were like a different shape. Yeah. So then you're like your box of your your game box could be Frisbees in like seven different shapes. Mm-hmm. And your goal is to always bring them back in the same order. And so you start by doing just the one Frisbee and you do like the... the, the, the like the round Frisbee and then you get like the triangle Frisbee. It's not really good Frisbee if it's a triangle, <laughs> but like the point of this is for the game, right? right not to right, be right. good at Frisbee. Um, yeah. And so then like you would just kind of increase the, uh, increase the number of the different shapes that you're doing and always reinforce what the, what the order is. And this could take, um, that would take advantage of a cognitive, um, Tendency called chunking, mm-hmm. or ability called chunking, and dogs can chunk and humans can chunk. And I really hate that it's called chunking because I just don't like the word chunk. <laughs> <laughs> like some people don't like the word moist. The word moist doesn't bother me, but I really don't like the word chunk. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that is that's what it's called. Yeah. So um, chunking is like the reason why phone numbers are nine digits. Yeah. So you and there's don't,
0: that dash in the middle.
1: Well, exactly yeah. because it breaks it up into chunks. You're not actually remembering. Nine separate digits. You are remembering three chunks. Mm-hmm. Two of those chunks are three digits, and one chunk is four. Mm-hmm. Because each chunk, like humans, do a really good, good job of chunking things into like three and four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you make another chunk, mm-hmm. like three to, I think seven, through like five is like your maximum chunk. Mm-hmm. And even then, sometimes you'll break that down into two and three.
0: Yeah. Well, spelled. also those last four digits are usually da 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 da. Yeah. It's two twos, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Or like a zip code, like five 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 blank blank blank. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, um, the first, you know, it's easy. And I think in Minnesota they also have five. five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a little easier. <laughs> but it is
0: two and three. How yeah. people usually say it. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, dogs can do that too, and I don't really know if it's the same kind of like digits of chunks of twos and threes and fours and fives. But right. um, point being is like you can you can nest chunks into bigger chunks and chunks and you can like you can nest them so mm-hmm. um like you'll hear about those memory i think i've talked about this in the show before but it might have been a long time ago um uh, those memory champions who can like you they like get four decks of card and shuffle them together and then they like slap them all down and then they recite them in order mm-hmm. oh yeah they're using chunking yeah to do that right so like they and it's a really complicated way that they do it um there's a really great book about this called moonwalking with einstein and, um, but essentially they're using chunking to do that. So they like build little chunks of stories of, of sequences in their minds, and then they reconstitute the sequences into bigger sequences and those sequences into even bigger sequences. And that's kind of how the dogs do it, right? Mm-hmm. You teach them first that always the red circle frisbee comes back first, and then the triangle comes back next. And once they can do red circle and triangle, then you add on green octagon or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then they just, you reinforce that over yeah. and over again. Sure. But the, to come back to the game design of it, like you're still the human setting up the puzzle for your dog.
0: Yeah. yeah. As you, as you fully describe it out, it's like, yeah, that is kind of just fetch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just fetch with the right answer. Right. Um, so one, I mean, I'm thinking when you're describing the box with all the frisbees in it, I'm like, oh, this would be great as like uh, it, a box with components. And there are 12 games you could play with these components. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was th- would make me think of that. Mm. And like, oh, you could have, um, like the Frisbees could have different shapes on them for different purposes. I don't know how well a dog can pivot to a different pattern or order or whatever, but they'd have to be, the, 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 they'd have to be wildly different, I guess. Yeah. But I'm thinking of like, um, if we're just sticking with throwing throwing Frisbees, it could be tennis balls or whatever. But um, you, a bunch get tossed out or you you let a dog loose in a pandaria area, like in a dog park, to find something, mm-hmm. and then what it brings you back, then then you have to do something with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's that, that could be more about the pl- the human player responding. I don't really know where to take it from there. I,
2: I had another idea just now. Um, what if you just play frisbee golf, but with the dog brings you the frisbee back?
0: <laughs> so so fetch?
2: Yeah, but frisbee golf, but fetch.
0: Right, but the the problem with that is that if you actually that then the dog becomes a, a, a an enemy because <laughs> the frisbee golf you throw it towards the thing and then the dog brings it back to you and yeah. then that's essentially you've wasted a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I'm not. They don't understand how Frisbee golf. (laughs) I was going to say, have
1: you played Frisbee golf? Uh, I thought I did. (laughs) Well, there's, there's a different challenge that precludes us from actually working, Mm -hmm. working, which is the dog will destroy the Frisbees over time. Yeah. So like I will also include in the show notes, a picture of a Frisbee we've had for a while. (laughs) You have to get like special dog Frisbees. Yeah. yeah, And even they get shredded after three times. Um, so yeah, but there's something that you said earlier Stephen about like the the um like the balance of communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we should take kind of what you were saying Mark about this like this box like we can play with that idea but I think we should try to lean more into what Stephen was saying about there being some kind of back and forth communication cuz like when you're just throwing the frisbees for the dog and the dog brings them back in a certain order you are communicating entirely like you are entirely communicating to the dog what the wind condition is. Yeah. Yes. I want the game to communicate what the wind condition is. Mm-hmm. Right. Not the human. Mm-hmm. Like the human also has to be like, okay, I now have to have to work towards this wind condition. Yeah. Um, But I didn't set it. Right. So May Yeah. Maybe that's like a deck of cards or like a funky die that you like roll or something and mm-hmm. combine some stuff like that. I, I'm not sure what that would be, but maybe that maybe it's like if the, if the human has a task that the human needs to do and the dog has a task that the dog needs to do and the game decides which is which right. and when, then the communication piece becomes like, I have done my part. Have you done your part?
0: Right. The thing is the win condition is interesting here because in a situation where you have to get the dog to do something, it's, it's easy for the, a fail condition to happen. And then what do you do? Yeah. Do you start over? How do you, re- how do you save from a fail? Do you res- do that component? Like if the dog bring back the wrong Frisbee, do you throw that same Frisbee out and then send them out for the right Frisbee? Because that's an extra challenge because they just saw one fly. Yeah. You know, like, whatever. But um, I'm thinking of the, the kinds of win conditions could be put on a human player, which would be time mm-hmm. or another human and dog.
2: Mm. Right. I was thinking about that too. Versus- Y'all
1: have two dogs. I do.
0: So this is play testable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is. And
0: there's two humans in your household. Yeah, there, there are. <laughs> Competitive humans in your household. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I have generally been the one to take the dogs to class. So we'd be at a, I would be at a significant advantage. Hey. Okay, Eric, you get to play with Pixel and I'll play with Dante. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pixel's really smart, but she's more likely to be like, there are treats in that game? All right. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. This is the dog where, okay, slight, slight, slight detour to tell a dog story. Yeah, Like three days after we adopted this dog, we were hosting Thanksgiving for the first time at our house. And I made a chocolate, a dark chocolate pumpkin pie and forgot to put it away after Thanksgiving was over. And my dog ate that dark chocolate pumpkin pie. You're not supposed to give dogs chocolate, especially dark chocolate. So it was like four days after we got this dog and I was at the vet. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got this dog. I love this dog. And I made this pie. She ate the pie. and Now she's going to die. She was fine. Like not even a symptom. Yeah. But- I have not made a dark chocolate pumpkin pie.
0: Right, right. (laughs) You haven't haven't learned the wrong lesson from that, thankfully.
1: (laughs) Well, I have learned that we cannot let her get to pies. And my solution for that is don't make pies, (laughs) which is definitely the wrong lesson.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I suppose that is true. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, point being, yes. Okay. So we could play test today. It could be versus. But then, okay. So like, am am I starting to imagine something like a doggy human twister where like, (laughs) <laughs> or like Simon says or something. I don't know. And,
0: you know, the and, more I think about it, I'm thinking about the, if you and your husband and your two dogs played this game, the dogs would be very confused because they don't know what team they're on. Right. Oh but yeah. But if you take your, take one of your dogs to the park and with another friend and their dog, the dogs know which team they're on. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. right. Yeah. So, so that's, a, that's a challenge to overcome in this design in any design for something like this is, should it be resistant to that, or should it lean into that?
1: Yeah, no, I think I think my dogs would know which human they're working with. Yeah, if you started it out. Yeah, I think once, yeah, if you set it up right, um, and made it clear that like Ellen is not giving Dante treats right now, but <laughs> Eric is giving Dante treats right now, then right, um, then it would work.
0: Yeah, the dog needs to have. Um, so there's either the dog needs to have very predictable outcomes for behavior mm-hmm. or the dog needs to do whatever the dog wants to do. And then it's the, to the humans to react to that. Like that, mm-hmm. those would be the two ways to handle it. Right.
1: Oh yeah. That's a good way of breaking it down.
0: Cause then the dog, the dog is just provides RNG at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really good, I, yeah, that's a really good way of breaking it down because dogs do need very specific reinforcement, which is why like um clicker training is so popular because mm-hmm. like you train the dog to associate a a really specific click sound with a treat. And then you can use the click sound to mark exactly when they do the thing that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So how would we, how do we game that piece then? Mm.
0: I don't have a dog, but I did grow up with a dog and we did not train that dog. (laughs) And so, so I think I, I would, in terms of what I would want to play with a dog of my own, I would want to play something where I'm not putting a lot of demands on the dog.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That, yeah.
0: That's, but I, but I do really appreciate your goal or at least part of your goal as stated, which is to have something that, that can also facilitate dog training, but just isn't boring for the human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. but my instinct keeps going back to just like playing with a dog. Like I don't, I don't really care if they learn anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's not re- I'm not even really going towards learning, which is like what? Ellen's not talking about games for learning. Yeah, well, what's <laughs> no. going on? who are you get out (laughs) of the clubhouse you've replaced her um no i think i'm thinking of i really just want it to be a game like experience for The dog and for the person. Okay. So it doesn't feel like I'm exercising the dog or I am training the dog, but I am playing a game and my dog is also playing And if it reinforces
0: some of the sort of training uh, pillars, so much the better. It
1: might might pull from some of the training pillars. Like you might need to be able to play this game. You might Uh, have needed to be able to train your dog to do a sit and a stay. Oh, sure. But like Mm -hmm. the game isn't about sit and stay. Okay. Okay.
0: Cool. All right.
2: I keep going back to what Mark. You're like the, the, an idea you brought up right away in the beginning where like the dog is the AI like yeah, yeah. I don't know how I don't I, I'm not exactly sure what that means yet but I just <laughs> I, I keep thinking about it I'm like how could this work like I, effectively the dog's actions are controlling what Behaviors the human is supposed to do. Right. Fun. So it can be, mm.
0: they can be pure RNG. So this yes. could be party game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So this is one we yeah. can play with a lot of people who have dogs at a dog park, yeah. right? Okay. It could be something that you just, you go to the dog park and then you recruit four people and their four dogs, yeah. you <laughs> know? And so, and you just like have some sort of randomization me- uh, mechanic that is resolved by the actions of all of the dogs. Yes. And then it's, it, so there's like not, a, it's not a game of skill for the human. It's just a game of, it's just a party game. Yeah. yeah. That would be fun. But I could also see that like, getting old quick mm-hmm. um, depending on how I mean watching dogs interact is is itself enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. so that may that might go a long way towards making something that enjoyable for the human especially if there are multiple dogs involved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah how to make the dog like you want to manipulate the dog in terms of the AI to so well, that you can he, reach your he, goal you
2: don't necessarily want to manipulate the dog but you just want to be able to track the actions that the dog does and use that to determine what the humans should decisions what the human's decision should be yeah does that make sense i mean effectively like with ai you know they're doing random things and then you know and it decides oh i'm going to swing here and the human sees that and goes oh i need to dodge or block or right whatever. right right um and so like the dog needs to be like oh i'm going to go here and pick up this frisbee and then the human needs to see that and go oh well now it's time for me to do a somersault like <laughs> i don't know yeah
0: <laughs> well i mean dogs don't have patterns like a boss does well yeah right? yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. you there's and each dog is different, yes. so we can't design a game that where the the human can deduce. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a little oh, bit yeah, different. Well,
2: no, no. I don't want the dog to be a boss, but I mean, like, I want the dog to determine actions or the way I'm thinking of it, anyways. No, I mean, I, but you can't
0: say, like, uh-huh. these are the five things, and these are the five things a dog does. So whichever... Because that's you're not going to get that in, uh, in, a re- in a... That's not... It's not going to be a balanced game. Yeah. Right. I, I,
2: yeah, right? Yeah, the
0: dog fair. is going to do seven other things and maybe one of those five sometimes. Okay. You know? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so it has to be so the things a dog does need to be more um, uh, interpretable, like maybe by even the materials. So it could mm. be uh, if the dog is cl- moves to close to a tree versus close to a bench and it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it'd be something that's a little bit more um, more guaranteed outcomes, I guess. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, or uh, more probabilistic that, that you can determine rather than does does the dog grab this one or this one? Because they may grab none of them. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. hey y'all um give us money please <laughs> no 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 okay, Go okay. Ahead. i could be, be it's nice a simple
0: that. message expertly delivered <laughs> thanks thanks i as well <laughs> yeah i did say please
2: <laughs> um so we have a patreon you can uh, check us out at patreon.com slash nice games club and you can get exclusive content um only pat- patrons can uh hear
0: Right. See? So, if you are like, "Hey, I support this show, but I don't support them enough to give them money just because I like it," yeah. there's actual material rewards involved.
2: Yes, and it's related to the episode because there's a bunch of pictures of Ellen's dogs That's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we we give away some of that amazing content for free. Yes, but yeah, definitely some of it's on Patreon. Right?
2: Yeah, you can also hear us working on board games on, on our on our Patreon. Uh, which you know is relevant because glom uh, got signed again yeah say that again we, i mean we didn't talk about it much during the episode because <laughs> it made sense but uh yeah so check us out patreon.com
0: give us money please It's tough because we're still talking really abstractly. And I, f- I feel like it's hard because it, we it, it, we kind of can't make any design until we, like, answer some of these questions. Right. Yeah. Right? Well,
1: I think it's okay that we talk abstractly for more of this episode than we maybe have for past Nice Thinking episodes. Because sure. the rules of this game are not going to be complex. <laughs> right? No <laughs> right? matter where we land, they're not going to be complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe – I really like the idea of, like, the dog being the AI. Um I also wonder like the the issue I think I have with like just like capturing random dog behavior and making a game out of it is that sometimes dogs take naps, <laughs> 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 but like what, i I think having the idea having like a clear start and stop point for this game mm-hmm. I think is appealing to me, okay. yeah, so like we bring out a gadget and now it's time to play a game right, um, which made me think of like these this trend. With some dog owners, I haven't done this, but like teaching your dog to use these like voice capture buttons. So like you, and we can link to some of these in the show notes. Outside,
0: outside. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Why would you do that? Yeah. (laughs) But like people do more than just like the button that says outside.
0: Right. There's a lot of debate as to how much the dog has learned language versus how much the dog has learned uh, click training, essentially. exactly.
1: Well, it's associated dogs. Dogs are really good at making rapid associations. Right. Um, but they're not good at making abstractions. Yeah. No. Right. So like when they associate the button with like where's with dad, like where's dad, then maybe they're asking a question, or maybe they just have associated the sound of dad with dad, and who knows what they're doing.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I've seen some of these videos where the dog owners were like, they can form complex sentences, and I used to be really skeptical about people reading into things like that. Yeah. But certainly, there's a Great ability for them to associate like behavior with outcome.
2: Yes. So we need to teach the dog pong. We're
1: trying to be pretty sweet, actually. You
2: compete against your dog
0: and pong. Yeah, that'd be something.
1: (laughs) Someone has to have done that. Someone has to. Oh, no
0: doubt that people have taught their dogs to play like goalie. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. You know.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Well, there you go. We've finished it. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is.
0: (laughs) You can't play that with just any dog. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Not with my dogs. (laughs) One would just be like, I'm done now. This is boring. And the other one would be like, it's my ball. (laughs) 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 We're not getting it back. Yeah. yeah, But uh, maybe there'd be something we can harness with that idea of like association. So, Mm -hmm. like if you had like a big die or something Mm -hmm. that you rolled or, and then when it landed like one way up, or if they bopped it with their paw or something, it would like make a command uh, and then you have to do the command. And
0: Yeah. Sorry. I just, I, I, I promise I was listening, but I just yes. had a full idea. I saw it on your face. There
1: was <laughs> yeah, an idea just, and it came through on your face. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, when I, I've walked your dog around the block here at the office, you did a great job. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, uh, uh, pixel has a lot of, um, let's say force. And She's so, strong. so when you want pixel to go one way, pixel has an opinion and doesn't always go that way. Take some, take some effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made me think of like, wouldn't it be kind of neat to have a, you take a dog on a walk and just let them decide where to turn and oh. just, but every now and again you get, cause it pretty much most, most dogs, they'll go where you tell them when mm-hmm. you're on a walk. It's, that's not a, it's even very fairly untrained dogs will go the way you You, you have
1: go. them on a the train, like you have them yeah. by the neck, they're going to go where you And it want. usually
0: doesn't take a lot. You can usually <laughs> yeah. just start going that way and they will follow you yeah, if they yeah, were yeah. re- residents. So it's, that's not, most dogs can handle that. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be interesting to have like um, a, a known treasure spot that only the human knows mm-hmm. and you let the dog just decide wherever, whichever direction they want to go. But then every now and again, you get to point them in the right direction. Mm. so there's oh. some something you have to do, like maybe you're playing maybe it's something on your phone <laughs> where you're like playing something and the dog is is walking you and um every now and again you get the opportunity to pick instead of the dog picking every time oh, and then that, <gasps> that could be a competitive game okay this is why it's, I think it's a full idea because you could have six people at all starting from the same dog park or whatever, huh. yeah, and then all just trying to get to the thing as long as they are honest and that they're playing by the rules, they get to guide their dog in a direction, but they can only do it like every three. Turns or something, mm. or or they have to accomplish a task to be able to do that.
1: I think I'm going to rip off of that some more, and okay. I'm really excited because this is the idea I have is actually something that'd be really cool to play. Ooh. Um, okay, so it's an app. Uh huh. Yep. It's like geocaching. Yeah. But it's with your dog, right? So like you leave behind a fun little something, a dog save something, mm-hmm. fun like a little a fluffy toy or like the best stick or <laughs> maybe like a little biscuit. Um, with nutrition information. So you make sure that any dogs who have allergies don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Definitely That's not chicken good. bones because those are bad for dogs. Good good to know. Okay. Anyway. Um, and <laughs> then you like market.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: the people in, who are signed up for this app in your area, yeah. they come by with their dogs and they find it. They don't know where it is exactly. Yeah. They don't know what it is. They just know that like there's something good that another dog owner left behind in yeah. that area. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like work with your dog to find it. Oh. Because you don't know what it is then as the player, like with, okay, you're me with Pixel. Right. Right. And we're walking around the neighborhood down here in Minneapolis Mm. and we're having a good time and I'm giving her a piece of hot dogs when she's being good, but I also have (laughs) a hot dog in a baggie or something like that. Yeah. Or just like a, I don't know, something like a little squeaky toy or something Mm. that I am going to hide in like this geocaching spot. And then I'm going to mark it on the dog, the dog you know version of pokemon go yeah and um and then it's gonna be live and people will will have like 12 hours to find it or like i'm gonna come back the next day and pick it up and then um pixel and i leave so we were out on a walk we left a fun treat or toy or something and then we leave and then the next person who's playing will have like be able to see it and they'll have like 24 hours to go find it and Uh then they can like mark that they got it or something like
0: that. yeah
2: so it's like a a scavenger hunt
1: kind of like a scavenger yes so and other people
0: so the question is: Is why do you need the dog?
1: Yeah, because the dog will be able to find that thing way faster than you. For <laughs> That's one, true. you don't really need it. But like, <laughs> depending on how someone hides it, the dog's going to find it faster for yeah. sure. If it's a if it's a nice dog thing.
2: Wait, are you competing with the dog to get the thing, or is it the dog you're working with? The dog. To yeah, it? you're working with the dog. Yeah.
1: So like, I left some when I took Pixel out on a walk. Mm-hmm. I was just taking Pixel out on a walk, or maybe I was finding something in that area that somebody left for me and I found it. And then I left some other thing behind in a slightly different spot in kind of the same zone or along the same pathway. Um, And then, yeah. So then like Eric, when he takes Dante on a walk later that day, um, he goes, he sees that like there's a treasure mark somewhere on that path. And so he goes and finds that, you know, with Dante's help. Because it's a hot dog or
3: something.
0: Well, so geocaching generally works by it's, it's it's things marked on the map and you go you go to it. Yeah. Right? This is not it's not that complicated. No. It's X marks the spot. Yeah. So how about in an app like this? You don't have X marks the spot, but mm-hmm. every turn you make you get like a warmer or colder or something or or, or there's like a, ma- a maze that's drawn on a street grid that's invisible to you. Or oh, something,
1: or pulling a pulling a card from the Metroid Dread design. Yeah, you have like a zone that's blinking. It's somewhere on this block.
0: Oh sure, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: That would work. But like, if you're getting warmer or colder, and the dog's like, "No, nah, I just want to go in this direction that's colder."
1: <laughs> dog like, doesn't want to play the game, man. Yeah, the, so
0: the, <laughs> the, yeah. The, I think I think the trick is is actually yeah. finding a way to make the dog uh, vital to the experience.
1: Yeah. Well, you can teach a, you can teach a dog the command like "find it."
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess I'm imagining like uh, in a six block radius, dogs can smell pretty good, but they're going to need to be within half a block to be of any use in that way. Right.
1: Yeah. Or or closer. Yeah. But you can I imagine you can probably tune the game. Well, this is where you start getting things more, maybe more complicated mm-hmm. um, in terms of like the devices that you're involved in. Right. Because right. you could you could definitely do like you could try to say, "Hey, your your you could have like a um a kind of wider zone. Like your your treasure that you're hunting for is is on the city block mm-hmm. or something like that. And then you could um maybe program in like the exact area. And if someone wants a solution, they can opt in to get the solution. Yeah. And but the other thing is is you might want some consistency as far as what the item that they're searching for is." Mm-hmm. Which would be interesting because then you're talking about almost like a subscription model, yeah right? because like then you want a specific type of treat <laughs> that people are searching for so the dogs can know what the scent is.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I mean, I think mechanically we're still leaving the dog out a little bit, but having a kind of like a, like a subscription thing that like is just dropped off somewhere. And that you go. It is kind of fun for the human, like yeah. Well, right? I'm thinking
1: more like it would be dropped off by fellow players, yeah, right? If yeah, yeah. a community of players, and like they would leave these little things in different places, mm-hmm. and then you'd go find them with your dog. But like them to to answer, you know, to speak to your point about like the mechanics of the dog needing to be kind of bumped up a little bit for the dog to be able to participate. Yeah, it needs to be placed in a some is in a in a location that is not easy for a human to find. But it's easy for a dog to find, right? And also, making it easy for a dog to find is um, becomes easier. It becomes more of a game if you have something consistent that they're looking for all the time, right? Right. right yeah. Exactly. So right. that's maybe a consistent shape, mm-hmm. or con- or better yet, a consistent smell. Yep. Um, which means that you're supplying the same kind of treats yeah. <laughs> in your pack every single, which is fine. But like it, then, then the dog's m- the mechanics of the dog, meaning like the things that its brain is good at doing. Yeah. Uh, become more of an important part of the game because the the treasure item that you're going for is not easily found by humans, but it is easily more easily found by dogs.
0: Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll end up advantaging certain breeds too. For sure, probably. Beagles will dominate the the leaderboards right <laughs>
1: that's okay dog leaderboards I love we got Stephen back in <laughs> we mentioned leaderboards. well now we know that we have to make this game so that Stephen gets a beagle
0: yes it's not gonna happen
2: i'm no, sorry you,
1: I, you don't want a beagle anyway <laughs>
0: for many reasons well if you had a dog you'd want it to be the best at something
2: yeah yeah that's true yeah, it'd that's be the best it. at messing up my apartment that's what it'd be the
1: best at <laughs> get a husky <laughs> 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 oh goodness
3: <laughs>
1: maybe yeah to summarize what we've talked about so far we need to have communication between the human and the dog there needs to be challenge, at least like or some sort of high level randomness to yeah. keep it engaging for both the human and the dog and we also want to make sure that there's like the th- that we're leaning the challenge into the dog's strengths Right. So like the dog side of the challenge of the game needs to be more predictable so that the dog can get better at it over time. Mm -hmm. And then the human side of the game needs to be more random to keep the human engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like like this idea of having some kind of weird subscription model dog (laughs) scavenger hunt thing. (laughs) I'm not. I still not sure how it would work in like a safe way, but it would be pretty cool.
0: Well, we've identified two different types of execution models here, which is a box of props Mm -hmm. at the park. Yep. <laughs> and and then a, a kind of like um a social social network kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I think I mean either both of those are really good avenues to continue thinking on. Yeah. But they diverge really quickly. They do. But I like them both.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. i I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna play around with this doggy scavenger hunt thing a little mm-hmm. bit because I think we can play test that with me and Eric and yeah. Pixel and Dante, and other dogs I have access to. <laughs> um, and then the the other final thing is that um Stephen will get a beagle. Yes.
3: A yes. Right no. Right. <laughs> No. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll get steven a tiny stuffed beagle, uh, a little plush, cute beagle. Okay, that one won't
2: mess up my purse. No, you
1: basically. can. Yeah. Okay, you're you're getting a beagle. It's just going to be a plush it's gotta,
2: beagle. It's got it's got to be beagle, I guess. Yeah, that's what we're doing.
1: Never mind. All right. Well, thanks for your help, you guys. This was fun to think about. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's interesting to take some of your like design thinking and apply it to just some other thing it just it's like I felt, felt totally lost at sea at the start yes yeah. yeah, and then as we talked about it, it's like okay we're identifying the 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 problems to solve and the the tools we have and it's really interesting
1: yeah well I think we used I mean we used the game design some game game design language and mm-hmm. and stuff in the problem solving you were doing um I don't know Stephen what thoughts do you have about the the process of the episode
2: I mean it I I also felt lost but probably for longer because I don't have a lot of experience with docs. yeah but um yeah, you was, are
1: at a disadvantage.
0: I mean, truly, because when Ellen and I are deciding that would be fun to play with a dog, yeah. you you're kind of thinking of it purely theoretically. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I'm not I mean, I think I've talked about it on the show. I'm not very animal oriented. Mm. Um, um but I, I, I did find it interesting just to think about well, I mean, thinking about it from like or learning a little bit about like how animals think and how mm. and in trying to turn that into making it an interesting game for both both players mm-hmm. um, was pretty fascinating.
0: To In me. developing something like this into a commercial product, you need someone like Steven as a playtester.
2: Yes. Mm.
0: Like they, they wouldn't be a customer necessarily, but, you, but you'd, you'd get a lot of information that would be papered over by other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, hire
2: me, please. Like if you ahead. have dog games. Yeah, I'll-, I'll, I'll Stephen I'll will walk your dog. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about uh, going rates and stuff. It's going to be
0: quite high. We okay. <laughs> just tricked Stephen into starting a dog walking service. Yeah. So, yeah, if I
2: get paid, then- <laughs> All
1: right, well-
3: I'll bring... I said
2: my rates are high. They, 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 I hope they were listening. <laughs>
1: okay. I'll uh, I'll bring Pixel in this Thursday.
2: Wait. Oh. Right, I have to be next to the dogs then. I well, see. that's our show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, for show notes and uh, links on today's topic, go to our website, NiceGames.Club. Visit us on Twitter, at NiceGamesClub, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and senior developer fluency. We like hearing from you, so tweet back or email us. Contact at NiceGames.Club. NiceGamesClub is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff. Sign up at Patreon.com NiceGamesClub. And if you want to keep things more casual, just stop by NiceGames.Club slash Discord and say hello. Next week, we'll be looking at Work Weeks with August Brown. But that's it for this week. So until we start again, remember to play
1: nice and make nice.